a very influential person in my life gave me the advice, Mark, with your home, don't sleep on your money. Stay tuned. We're going to talk about that right now. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Morning Minutes. Myself, Michael Bergio, Mark Novak, episode 401 and still counting. This morning, we're going to be talking about don't sleep on your money. Do I have to own where I live? Get my money working for me. There's a lot of, um, Mark, a lot of the sort of perception, stigma is own your own home, live in your home. But it's sort of, it's, it's, we get a lot of people who have different views that are very, very successful and it sort of gets you thinking and it's sort of, I think the, the, the phrase don't sleep on your money is a really good embodiment of what basically what a, a different strategy that you can, a different lifestyle. What's um, sort yeah. of your view? Do you, because uh, when my, I think a clarification here is, we're not saying don't own a property, but a lot of people say you can't rent one. Renting's bad a lot of the time. And Only I guess we're really talking about a property that you um, want to live in rather than an yes. rather than an investment property. So an owner occupied. So you and your you you're living in there, you and your family living in there. Yeah. Yeah. So what What's sort of your view on that? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you own where you, you know, live. what's the scenario that you don't own where you live? Why would you do that? Why would you pay yeah, someone look, else? Yeah, like I remember that the founder, um, Aussie John, always um, he, he's in his own place now, but I remember for the first 30 years in business, he always um, said, No, you just rent what you want, invest in my money, can be uh, invested better elsewhere. Um, it struck me a couple of years ago when I had a, uh, uh, one of our famous Greek landlords, um, you know, probably worth over a hundred million dollars and lived quite modestly. And I was like, you know, what about you buy this? What about you buy that? What about you buy this? What about you buy that? And yeah. he could really live anywhere he wanted to. Yeah. You know, and I'm there like that, 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 uh, on the water, have a view. Um, and he's like, no, no, I don't want to sleep on my money. And I was yeah. like, and, I, and I thought about it, I thought, it's pretty clever because, you know, if you bang out millions of dollars to um, to do that, then that's not working for you, that money. It's You're sort of sleeping on it, yeah? Yeah. Well, because you, you, you're not really, there's not much benefit. Your family home, you need a roof over your head. Um, and you don't have the tax write-offs, you don't have other potential incomes you can make out of it because it's your home. Like, yes, you could put a granny flat on it, but you may not want a stranger living out the back. So more often than not, your primary residence is your worst investment. Um, figure out the capital growth. And what we mean by that is you don't have the tax write-off, so you, you, you can't claim anything. And you may not have a second or third income on that property. A lot of residential homes, Mark, that are the best returners have two or three incomes. They've put a granny flat. They've 
maybe got two two different groups living up and downstairs, but you wouldn't do that if you were living there. So there's a there, just there's a big point of difference between how you would treat a residential house living in it and investment. And I think that's really the point of that client's view view. Um, yeah, look, you know, I, and I had I had the conversation a couple of times even yesterday. So we've got a property above Manly Beach Surf Club, number two Reddell Street, for rent. Um, you can rent that uh, that home. Beautiful location. The location's probably the best location in the entire Northern Beaches. It's probably the best block of land on the entire Northern Beaches. Now, um, when you when you look at that for an example, it's thirty six hundred dollars offers over thirty six hundred dollars a week rent. Mm. Uh, but I reckon that's probably a fifteen twenty million dollar home. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. So you know when, when that whoever's going to rent that is going to live really really well because doing your top level maths twenty mil at two percent is going to be four four hundred. Okay, yeah, four hundred grand. Well, that's no one's going to give you interest rate that lands. So that's six hundred k a year plus maintaining the property plus maintaining the taxes of the property. Whereas um, someone's going to be in there for probably more like one hundred and fifty k, not having to maintain it. So, and then you can take that the rest of the money and and, and invest it elsewhere. That's a high level example. You know, it's a one in a million example. But um, you know, it's just a, it's it's sort of when you do it amplify it like that, it really makes sense even more. Yeah, it does. And also, every everything's changes where you want to live, your family, you're in a relationship, you're out of a relationship. Well, I think, what was it the other day, 50% of marriages or 51 end in divorce. So when you look at when a lot of this old, the older concept, own where you live and you sort of buy and you never move, a lot of those traditions, unfortunately, aren't necessarily the same or the reality don't match the traditions. So it's it wouldn't be a bad idea where like in summer you rent a property on near the water winter you go up to say ingleside so and you get it on a big block of land like i think this day and age especially the younger generation they want to stay mobile go go own a say own a unit dy but go rent one in manly and then rent one in the city uh and then move maybe rent one closer to uni or something like that rather than well i want to buy here because it's close to uni but then you finish uni and you're like oh now i own this property and i want to be in manly so you sell that and buy there where you because obviously the selling or the transactional costs are a killer the 10 percent growth you save you could burn with agent fees and stamp duties in two transactions like in a transaction there's what almost six percent just there so so that's almost the ethos of invest where you should live where you want. Yes. Good. Yes. Invest where you should live where you want because, you know, it, you know, it's a good point you brought up, you know, a lot people are very, very fickle at the moment. Um, everything's got a shorter fuse in society. Uh, and unfortunately that includes marriages as well, but, um, it is more of a throwaway. So that renting certainly fits into um, rather than buying when you're living somewhere. Um, 
Although we're not saying don't invest. I think the key message out of all of this is you've got to have your money, you know, like like shoveled into some property, but it doesn't necessarily have to be the property that you want to occupy. Yes. And I like I had this conversation with my sister where she's looking first homeowner and obviously there's a bit of a, a glass ceiling with with income what you can buy. Um, especially if you're going to take advantage of the 5% deposit, like you, a lot of people would be capped at, I think like 400 K purchase price. So yes, you want to live Northern beaches, but you may then look at buying in Newcastle for your investment. And uh, I think her initial reaction was like, no, 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 I would never live in Newcastle, but it's like, yes, but you're not living there. You're having an investment. You're getting in the market. Yes. It's not ideal for yourself. But if you look, we've done this many times, Mark, anywhere in Sydney have very similar growth. Like, you yep. know, it was almost like spot the difference. So it didn't matter where you put your money, Newcastle, DY, Blacktown, that within a few percentage over the five or 10 year period were all very similar. So you're better off investing somewhere where you can get into the market and live where you want. So I think that's, a, and now she's come around going, I want to buy like, obviously the market's not getting better and like no it's not getting cheaper and i want to get in the market so i'll now look at the castle and secure a property keep living northern beaches and that's just where you've got to think and i think a lot of people got to think like that everyone's caught up northern beaches is not affordable or manly's not affordable um but i don't think when will buy where you can and then move you know where it's in. most obvious you know where it's most obvious and michael you and i always have this um this share this frustration uh first home buyers mm. one better two better yeah it's like guys don't don't beat yourself up over it don't beat yourself up over it stay with your mates rent where you want um you know do in terms of where you want to live just live it but with your investment, just get in there. So a lot of people just they end up saving for that too better where they could have afforded the one better straight away because that's what they wanted to live in. What we're saying in this um, episode is basically just just get in there because, you know, you can't possibly save a deposit as fast as what the market's rising. So just yeah. get in there and, you know, sure you want your friend. Look, after you've got, you know, a cup, if you wanted to be in a premium home, you know, there's no reason why you can't rent that premium home, keep buying one-bedroom units, and eventually you may just have all those one-bedroom units and you just buy the premium home because you've got the equity already built into those one-bedroom units. You know what I mean? So, or, you know, it, it can be a smarter place to rent that premium home because it's so much cheaper than interest. Oh. 100%. And I've always said to any of my friends uh, who are looking to buy my, you really need to separate the way you want to live and the investment side of things because you'll go around in circles and you will never buy anything. So you need to make the decision real quick. Um, is it, Are you buying something that you want to live in and or investment? Because so, so often the first home buyer will count, cancel out great investments because they can't see themselves living there and will cancel out properties they love because it doesn't make sense as an investment because it like the numbers 
like way out because there's a lot of people who will pay over so the yields lower and it's like if well if you want to buy if you want to own where you live forget the yield because it's where you want if you're looking for an investment forget cancelling it out because it's south facing and you want to wake up to the sun because the rental yields are still good so you need to make that real quick the, the distinction of what you're buying and i think have the investment hat on and go spend get in the market and rent where you want and exactly what you just said, because I went through, I had a good meeting on Saturday with a couple of clients who were looking out, to, potentially looking at, uh, looking at cashing out of their commercial property, which let's say it's worth $4 million, but the income's most important because they're older, it generates 120 k income. So they're like, that's worth more to us. We need 120 k income to make this worthwhile because initially the conversation was, we won't sell unless we get, say, 4.5. I'm like, well, what are you selling for and what are you going to buy? And it's like, well, we're going to buy a house, but if I can't sell for the same price I can buy a house, what's the point? And then I, I got to the root of it and go, okay, so the root is you want 120K income but no maintenance. Their properties were like 100 years old, so they're going to have a bit of work coming up. And then it basically got the conclusion, so you could sell these properties. You both have three home family homes. You could build three granny flats and a second level and rent that out separately on your existing properties for three. So say that's 400K and get 130K income and still have $3.6 million left over. And it was just like the penny dropped because you've got to look at what you're wanting. You want income, you want capital growth, you want, to, you want a property on the water or you want an investment. And when you sort of get that tunnel vision on what you're looking for it's amazing like their initial thing was we want a house I go, okay well a house is in, gonna be three okay a house in will summary be yeah in in summary rent i got i got it i got it rent the water views yeah. everything that you've said today and of everything that i've said today in summary rent the water views if you want something premium rent it and your bread and butter investments make sure you buy them as investment properties it's going to do better for you dude yeah there was this quote on ballers with the rock it was what is it if it if it floats flies and i won't say the other one um lease it not buy it because a lot of the premium yeah. doesn't have that. <laughs> now I remember the third one. You guys can Google it yourself. <laughs> oh, it flies, flies and, okay, it's, yeah. rent it. Yeah, rent it. I'll tell you the other one. Anyway, that's a wrap. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah, it's a, it's a perfect saying, so. All right, and, and congratulations on some, and some record sales yesterday that you had, Michael. There was some, um, there was some phenomenal ones there. So um, great run. Yeah, a couple of good commercial. Yeah, I'm yeah. seeing some momentum come back in the commercial market. Um, Real commercial had some data. The views are up. So from a very, 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 very slow nine months, we're starting to see some traction. So um, and I had a couple quite competitive transactions um, with other agents. Yeah, you got so it's good. 25 grand more than another agent on one. Owner was over the moon. 
and another one was uh, over a hundred thousand more than another agent because you placed in a tenant, then let it as a tenant investment, which was a genius move. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing I take away from that deal is buyer work. It's not always about the price; it's where you get your buyer positioned, having the contract reviewed, putting putting your buyer in the best position to secure that property. Um, I think a lot of times people focus on maybe just the price, but a price is irrelevant unless it's on a contract and ready to exchange. And there's a lot of prep work to get a buyer to that. And um, and obviously it helps having having good buyers who have good lawyers. We said on a lot of shows, Mark, you got to have that team, lawyers, vows, brokers. You need to know where you are. So getting your buyers in that position really helps. So, but yeah, we'll be back tomorrow morning. Boom. Boom. See you later.